0: This is the InFocus Podcast from The Hindu.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Hindu's InFocus Podcast. I'm Zubeda Hamid, your host for today. If you or your child has a bad cough, the first thing you'll probably do is reach for a cough syrup. It's easy, it's available over the counter, and there's no fuss about taking it. But does it work? Is it at all effective to helping your cough go away? Last year, a panel of the US Food and Drug Administration came to the agreement that phenylephrine, a common ingredient used in a number of cough and cold medicines, is completely ineffective. Health bodies across the world emphasize that over-the-counter cough and cold medication should not be given to very young children. But this continues to be a common practice in India despite the fact that research has pointed out that it may not even work for them. Two months ago, the Indian government also issued an order with regard to this. It said that a cold-medicine combination that contained two ingredients, chlorpheniramine malleate and phenylephrine should not be used for children under the age of four and these drugs should be labelled accordingly. So should over-the-counter cough and cold medications be stopped for young children? Are they safe for older children to take? what can adults use instead? And if they are ineffective, why are they being prescribed and sold? We delve into these questions with Dr. Yogesh Jain, a pediatrician and public health physician who was a faculty member at Ames in New Delhi for nine years before moving to practice in rural Chhattisgarh. Hello and welcome to the Hindus in Focus podcast, Dr. Yogesh Jain. Thank you for coming here. Doctor, a number of guidelines from health bodies across the world say that children under the age of 5 should not be given over-the-counter cough syrups and cold medicines. But this is a very common practice. Could you tell us if it is not recommended and why?
0: I think the recommendations in the other parts of the world uh, against advising uh, cough-cold mixes uh, are, uh, are justified. Thus, these are based on two major reasons one that uh, they have been shown to be ineffective in relieving most of the symptoms that are supposed to be treated by these cough syrups and uh, and cold medicines but on top of the fact that they are ineffective they are very liable to cause problems in terms of some many adverse effects which can disturb the which can you know affect the child significantly including the risk of uh, toxicity uh, that can happen due to some of these component medicines and there is a third reason which I think uh, why the country is thinking about uh, why the country is trying to ban these preparations is because syrups you know are uh, require a vehicle for making them a liquid uh, some sort of a chemical vehicle which could themselves be you know a source of uh, toxicity and contamination
1: So in general, you would say that we should not be using over-the-counter cough and cold medicines for very young children?
0: Yes, uh, the the recommendation is that we should not use any cough and cold mixes as they are. Usually they have a multiple number of medicines combined in a syrup form and those should not be advised less than six years. In fact, many people would say that they should not be used in any child less than 12 years also. And certainly, you know, syrups, since they are meant for children, uh, they should not be used in adults also in one level. But certainly for less than six, it is a complete no-no. Between six and 12, we would say uh, good, to, good not to give it. And then uh, we can consider, we can decide for the above 12 years based on our logics about syrups and tablets.
1: But this is an extremely common practice, correct? Pretty much everybody, if the small child or the school-going, even primary school child has it, it's a very common practice to give them like a multiple cough syrup available on the market, correct?
0: Yes, that it seems to be. It's, it is a very common practice, and particularly in places which are uh, which have this sort of a you know logic that let's give something. And uh, when, while knowing that these problems are not going to be relieved uh, with these medicines particularly, uh, significantly, uh, yet people are frequently using it. And uh, the other additional thing that has happened since the COVID years is that these prices of these cough syrups have increased by at least two times. And thus, you know, adding to the problems of expenses that people have to incur for no reasons.
1: So tell us, doctor, how does a respiratory infection generally play out? How long does it normally take the body to respond to it and say to deal with it? And can environmental factors like pollution make it worse?
0: So usually the viral infections, uh, which are viruses as the causes of you know, upper respiratory infections in children, would last between 4 and 10 days. The symptoms of fever and uh, more discomfort would last usually four days and then slowly go down. The other symptoms of congestion and of cough or of you know runny nose or blocked nose might take another uh, six, seven days. So that's about 10 days is the usual duration and even uh, when symptoms are significant. And then over the next uh, over the total of three to four weeks, most symptoms should subside that's in most children uh, below even 6 years of age uh, the fact that if we are hoping that uh, you know some medicines are necessary uh, for relieving one of these many symptoms that the children might have then there is a then then one can consider for some symptoms if an effective medicine is there for example for fever if there is a medicine then one could give it um, uh, in a syrup form for relieving the fever as well as a discomfort that accompanies uh, fever could be made better uh, but for other symptoms that one talks about um, the uh, runny nose the cough the congestion those are usually uh, uh, start getting better but they t- but they may significant time and uh, pollution as would usually uh, would can you know sort of you know uh, continue the uh, the symptoms for a little longer period but the reason why only some of those people who may be affected by pollution have a longer illness is also partly explained by the allergic response that might happen to infections so some children would continue to cough for maybe 4 weeks maybe even longer would be because they have an additional uh, you know allergic component of their um, besides the infection that they are suffering from the other thing is that obviously some infections uh, viral infections uh, or you know upper respiratory infections can develop complications which need to be uh, picked up also among this the number of people who are continuing with longer symptoms like sinusitis is a complication that can happen in some people or sometimes uh, an infection might get into a pneumonia uh, so though but those are uncommon yes
1: so in the vast majority of cases, you would say that the virus should be given time to resolve by itself without any of these cough-cold uh, cocktail medicines?
0: I would say everyone. In less than six months, six years of age, uh, we should not be using uh, these um, mixes, uh, cough syrups and uh, cough-cold mixes. Uh, but certainly some symptoms would require therapy, uh, like fever might require therapy. Or a blocked nose, uh, maybe also may require some some uh, specific therapy, like with saline drops, or with a you know, with a with a suction bulb uh, to remove, to relieve the um, the the runny nose or the blocked nose, but not these coughs and cold mixes. Yes.
1: What happens if the child is over the age of six, doctor? Is it then safer, considered safer, to take it?
0: so uh, uh, the safety may still be uh, safety st- starts coming in after 6 years of age but the fact that they are they are ineffective would again militate against their use uh, even between the ages of 6 and 12 so um, the lack of uh, adverse effects uh, should should not be the only reason why we should be start by we should start using in uh, children above 6 years of age till 12 years
1: Let's talk a little bit about the fact that they are ineffective. So last year, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, their drug regulating body, said that phenylephrine, which is a very common ingredient in cold medicines, is completely ineffective, as you've been explaining to us. But again, it continues to be used in a number of cold and cough medications. So what is the reason behind these ingredients, which are known to not do anything for your cold and cough, to continue to be part of the uh, drug combinations that we use?
0: The reasons why they would be used in India, or in fact, the drugs being produced and sold, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure it's a big market and is largely commercial. And I would say the lack of adequate knowledge levels of our physicians who continue to prescribe these medicines uh, in the vain hope that they may work uh, without being uh, concerned about the side effects that they may happen. And phenylephrine not only is it ineffective now as proven by this, uh, by, by studies and many studies, if not one, but the fact that they have significant side effects, which can cause symptoms like irritability, confusion, dryness of the mouth, sometimes hypertension, sometimes seizures also, convulsions can happen uh, in some children. And the fact that if they are, mis- they are wrongly used, in- the doses are wrongly used, they can cause uh, problems like uh, the toxicity uh, which can be much worse than just uh, you know adverse effects with common doses.
1: That sounded a little scary, Dr. Jane, because there are, have been cases of parents uh, accidentally misreading the dose or giving too much where very little is required, correct when it comes to these syrups. yes
0: yes, this is a this is a common problem, particularly if they feel that the the symptoms that were that were supposed to be relieved by the dose is not uh, is not getting really so they start they feel that probably they've underdosed till now and they they, they repeat a dose uh, oftentimes uh, this is a common problem in the in the in the first two years of age uh, where uh, you know uh, doses suddenly suddenly can become uh, you know uh, excessive for the age that the child is supposed to be getting for.
1: You told us, however, that they continue to be prescribed by physicians as well, doctor. So do you think that there is a call for a larger movement for, say, pediatricians and other physicians to stop prescribing these medications for small children? Uh,
0: Absolutely. I would say not only pediatricians, for example, in this country, more than 95 percent of children are seen for their illnesses by non-pediatricians. So anyone who looks after a child and that would include a large proportion of you know large numbers of uh, of uh, doctors uh, who are non pediatricians also but also nurses and you know other um, uh, public health staff like community health officers as well as uh, you know the nurses in uh, the, the auxiliary nurses that we have in our health and wellness centers but uh, also the private practitioners of which you know we have uh, you know a great diversity in this country uh, varying from informal practitioners to Uh, specialist uh, physicians um, working in this in the private sector uh, all of us should consider this that it is not only um, it is not only ineffective it is also harmful um, likely to be harmful plus you know uh, uh, causing expenses uh, resulting in expensive unnecessary expenses for the for the for the users who are uh, and, um, and the other thing is as i uh, mentioned earlier you know because these are syrup forms uh, that is why uh, uh, you know uh, they can be contamination with uh, deadly chemicals as we've seen in the uh, in the recent past uh, of of these syrup forms of medicines uh, which tablets uh, are sort of relatively protected from
1: Let's talk a little bit about that, doctor. So cough syrups that have been made in India have got a lot of backlash last year because of the reported deaths of more than 100 children in Gambia and other countries. And the WHO had linked the deaths to contamination of these syrups with diethylene glycol and ethylene glycol. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? How do the cough syrups get contaminated? And why is this such a problem in India-made syrups?
0: So the uh, the problem is not uh, that the problem that happened in the Gambia uh, is not related to uh, the cough syrup cough medicine part of the uh, the uh, syrups. It was the vehicle that that is made to uh, use uh, made, uh, is used to make the cough syrups or for that matter any other syrup. For example, the uh, similar problem of contamination of di- of uh, syrups with diethylene glycol even happened in the mid-1990s when paracetamol syrup was contaminated. And there have been uh, many other episodes of uh, contamination of paracetamol syrup, which is one of the commonest syrups used in childhood uh, illnesses. Uh, But so why not for cough and cold syrup, which are also reasonably commonly used and, you know, irrationally in our our third world countries, including India. So those places, uh, you know, the problem there is that the uh, the the preparation uh, the vehicle that is often used is polypropylene glycol or propylene glycol and in the chemical preparation of that of that um, uh, you know in production of the of the propylene glycol this uh, vehicle um, if you if you are if you are not cautious then what can happen is that the um, diethylene glycol can contaminate the this glycol this other glycol propylene glycol and that may and if it is that uh, that contaminated uh, vehicle is used for making any syrup whether it's paracetamol or any cough cold syrup they can result in uh, in this deadly uh, uh, toxicity due to uh, diethylene glycol which can knock off your kidneys and your brain both and result in a large proportion of children dying but also many others who would require who would have their kidney failures requiring dialysis and um, and you know barely coming out of that um, serious complication so i think the entire idea of uh, banning these uh, cough syrups uh, for use in less than 4 years in india or 6 years as they are said in the, in the western world is uh, uh, has this uh, you know added advantage that it would also protect uh, the risk it would re- reduce the risk of you know contamination of all childhood medications all syrup prep- preparations because you would not need to uh, you know use syrups uh, uh, at all uh, for these illnesses and um, a the similar uh, caution is necessary for paracetamol syrup which will continue to be used uh, even in children with cough and uh, cold and for other fever, al- fever related illnesses in in children
1: So the larger question, doctor, would be that do we need a better regulation for any medication that is to do with children and, of course, medication that is to do with older children and adults also? And B, do we need better safety practices when it comes to the manufacture of our medication since India is supposed to be the drug manufacturing capital of the world, correct?
0: I think we need both. So uh, regulation of practices, uh, regulation of sale uh, and and, you know, um, ensuring that uh, physicians and nurses who prescribe these medicines are uh, their knowledge and uh, you know practices are updated uh, are, is, is also necessary but also at the same time you know the, the regulation of production and licensing for example I know that at the moment the licensing is once given to the uh, producer uh, for producing a drug but there is no. But the onus of checking whether there is any uh, contamination of any uh, vehicle, chemical vehicle, uh, is entirely left to the producer after the license has been issued. So uh, I think the sale of uh, propylene glycol, like um, as a chemical vehicle for making syrups, that should be also regulated, and quality control of that production should be part of the uh, the regulator's job. Um, because uh, you know contamination can happen at that level and then uh, mere regulation at the level of sale or or uh, or uh, prescription may not be enough so i think we need both the things uh, very strongly we need a very stronger we need a stronger drug manufacturing regulation as well as drug prescription uh, practices also should need to be uh, handled with uh, you know um, uh, with the right type of uh, uh, strategies
1: so then why do physicians keep prescribing these medicines doctor one of the reasons they say is that you know the parents come in and they insist on some sort of a relief for their child is is, is that the case that you have found in your experience or is it indiscriminate physicians and nurses simply prescribing uh, medication where it is not necessary
0: I think it's many reasons, and uh, which can you know, uh, which can start with the adequate, um, inadequate information uh, and knowledge levels at the level of physicians, uh, or and the uh, commercial pressures that they have from the uh, uh, from the drug manufacturers and drug sellers uh, to. Uh, some of these perceptions about um, the demands in a sense from the community that same logic can be used for prescribing injections where where, where they are not needed but uh, i think it is it is the ecosystem that creates you know rationality um, rational practice and uh, uh, that that needs to that needs to come in to replace uh, you know even um, giving into uh, you know wrong popular prescription or popular uh, so called uh, um, you know um, mindsets that that uh, syrups are important you you would often hear that you know uh, even adults ask for syrups because syrups are supposed to be sweeter and you know and so there this demand by a child by a by a child carer that you no know, why don't you prescribe something uh, like a syrup form for my cough uh, will have to be answered by saying that you know these are first not effective even if i want to give you even if you even if you take it it's not going to work out and uh, and also the fact that there is a additional risk could also be communicated uh, in, a, in a in a proper way but um, i think and the um, i i would say that the the commercial pressures are uh, are are also an important com- uh, you know um, component of the reasons why um, why physicians continue to prescribe, as well as, uh, you know, their adequate levels of knowledge. Uh, I think if you do a survey of 1000 doctors, they would, many would, uh, at least 50% would not even uh, know that they are ineffective as of now.
1: Do we need more research in India, doctor, to figure this out, whether any kind of cough medicine is effective or not? And how does it pan out in India?
0: I don't think there's any need for any research uh, on this. The, the, there are several studies in different parts of the world that have shown that they are ineffective. Um, and uh, we, what we need is a is a is a medical education um, as well as you know so-called therapeutics education uh, for among our practitioners, both nurses and doctors, uh, uh, you know through both the popular media but also through their uh, specific you know. Um, uh, in their medical education uh, curricula, also um, that should be uh, introduced. Uh, researching whether a particular drug might work in Indian situation when it has been shown not to work elsewhere is probably not necessary.
1: Talk to us a little bit about the situation post-pandemic. A lot of uh, a lot of parents, communities, physicians seem to be pointing out that there's 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 been a Bit of a rise in respiratory infections uh, post that, you know, because lots of children were inside their houses during the lockdown and have now been exposed to school, etc. Is that the is that the case in your experience as well?
0: Well, you know, uh, the maximum number of infections happen in the early school age group. So between four and eight years, um, physiologically, you know, biologically, more infections happen when there is more contact with the community, uh, with, with the outer world. When the child, you know, sl- uh, steps out out of the comfort of a small family ho- home. Um, having said that, uh, irrationality, uh, you know, infections. Uh, in res- since COVID was also a respiratory infection, uh, we di- we have been seeing, you know, increased um, infections, uh, uh, you know, in um, during that period, but also later. I don't think the numbers have increased in any any way. Um, more, uh, you know, unusually after the COVID pandemic has uh, sort of st- has subsided. But every winter we would, every winter or uh, we would get a spike in the number of infections compared to the summer and the rainy months uh, in most parts of the country here. Uh, and I think that is what is, uh, what is seen. What we probably are seeing additionally is, are the consequences of pollution in, in some of the um, more polluted cities of northern and central India, um, where um, pollution per se causes irritation to the uh, respiratory tract and thus might, you know, um, uh, you know have similar symptoms as uh, infections, but also, you know, as we were talking earlier, exacerbate some of these symptoms uh, of infections to make it more prolonged or worse. So... Um, uh, and but I don't think there's anything specific that is happening uh, uh, besides the pollution thing uh, in the last uh, year and a half at least.
1: last question doctor so clearly cough syrups for children like you said are ineffective are totally not necessary under the age of six and even should not be ideally taken between the ages of six and twelve what about adults you just said that like for uh, lots of adults also feel like they need a syrup because it's it's a little more tasty it's and it, it they feel that it provides some sort of relief for their symptoms but again do they even work
0: well uh, they uh, certainly they don't they're not harmful in adults except maybe if elderly are taking it uh, people above 70 years of age or 65 years of age but um, i would say that you know syrups are always more expensive to make than tablets so if there is a single medicine say for suppressing the cough uh, why in why would i prescribe or why would i make syrups for adults um, with the cough medicine uh, for cough suppressing why don't i make a tablet of that medicine which would be cheaper and easier to take and also as we said uh, it is more difficult to contaminate um, you know a tablet uh, than a syrup form so uh, for all these reasons i would say uh, syrups are were you know were made to make them uh, you know uh, the Dispensing of drugs to children um, uh, easier because of uh, the inability to swallow easily among very young children. So I would say for uh, syrups for adults don't make sense. Um, uh, you know, on multiple grounds that they are not, uh, they are not, uh, not even though they are not not uh, so-called dangerous, not uh, not with many side effects, but also they have may have r- relatively, you know. Uh, um, in, a, in, in a Inadequate effectiveness also, but the uh, there would be more they would be more expensive if you give them setups because the doses uh, would be much larger uh, for the because the adults have larger weights than children, isn't it?
1: That's correct. Thank you so much for speaking to us today, Dr. Yogesh Jain.
0: All right, my pleasure. In
1: focus,
0: will be back soon.